My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you're not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all gotta start, start appreciating. And you gotta stop disrespecting this man. Another sabbatical for your boy. I am honestly sick and tired of everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prophet Takes Podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride. Got a lot to talk about. Football is finally here. I'm going to have to talk to Robert uh, Roger Goodell to make sure that it never leaves again. Then, obviously, I want, I'm here to make fun of the New York Knicks for a while, so bear with me on that, right? But before all of that, what a time to be alive. What a time indeed. After all, I was CM Punk won the AEW championship back from John Moxley. He went on a media scrum or on the AEW media scrum after the pay-per-view. What he ended up saying was by far the funniest shit I have ever heard in any medium scrum, period. And it's hilarious how the fanboys are triggered out of their mind. By the way, Gridiron Yuki says, first of all, welcome back. Appreciate it, Yuki. Second, now that I look at you, you not having full hair or a beard is kind of weird. That is why I'm never shaving again. But for those of you who don't know, um, CM Punk went on a tirade. He went absolutely buck wild insane. Um, CM Punk spoke about Colt Cabana. For those of you who don't know, they used to be best friends way back in the olden days and um, the most popular CM Punk shoot interview when he's talking about Ryback and all that stuff. The most popular one actually came from Colt Cabana's podcast. Now, they have, and both both guys said they have parted ways, et cetera, et cetera, all that good stuff. It's funny how CM Punk gets chastised and destroyed and his name gets run through the run through the mud for defending himself. Where was this energy when Hangman Adam Page was doing stupid stuff? See, people get mad at Punk for beating Hangman Adam Page for getting the title. The same people who are mad at him are the same people who wanted it to happen. They're the same people who says that Adam Hangman Adam Page's W um I was about to say WWE, uh, his AEW title reign was the weakest in the history of the company. Which is bad, by the way, when your company's three years old. That's still bad. Um, long story short, CM Punk then threw out, he threw the EVPs under the bus, referring to Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, which, you know, whatever. 
I will never understand why CM Punk is catching all this flack. And let me explain why. He's doing an AEW what he did in WWE. When he did it in WWE, he was a cult hero. He was a legend. He was an icon. And I can't wait to see what he does. He does it in AEW. People want to kill him. I will never understand the contradictions. The consistency just simply does not exist. We're talking about a guy in, in, in AEW, and and by the way, bear with me because this is a rant I've been I wanted to get off my chest for a while. This is a company AEW that loves to blur the line between reality and wrestling. They love that. If you don't believe me, why do you think every single time Eddie Kingston comes out? It's wow-style disrespectful. By the way, he got suspended for what he did to Sammy Guevara. Where's the outrage for that? But now, let's, 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 let's go fuck with Punk. The consistency just does not make sense. It doesn't make any sense. After CM Punk did his entire thing, which, by the way, I implore everyone to watch it, you don't have to go look for anything because CM Punk is the first guy there. They, they let off that scrum with a banger. By the way, Tony Khan subtly calling out WWE for kind of stacking their shows close together. Man, after he, after he said, I'm not going to take that shit, he had his eyes open. He was looking around like, I dare Hunter to be here. What up? He was ready to fight. But after that, which again, I highly recommend you guys watch it. It's on YouTube. It is free. In there, he basically said, if anyone has any problem with what I'm saying, please come see me. So, once Punk left, the, and this is, by the way, this is an exact quote of what happened. Once Punk exited the press room, he exchanged words in a locker room with Omega and the Bucks, which led to a physical altercation. Punishment for that backstage fight will include suspensions for every person involved. That list, the list of those receiving suspensions includes Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, which are the Young Bucks, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Multiple sources have shared that Punk and Ace Steel will either be those suspended or no longer with the company by the end of Wednesday. Punk met with AEW Tony Khan on Tuesday, so the two had an opportunity to discuss how the exit could be handled. I will never in my life understand. I will never be able to comprehend. And by the way, uh, Greg, suspension for what exactly? They actually fought backstage. So if you watch the entire media scrum, Chris Jericho has his turn. When he leaves, he basically whispers into Tony Khan's ears, and it's very hard to hear. They probably edited it by now, but watching it live, you can hear that Chris Jericho said, shit went down back, like shit just went down. They then basically said that there was a basically a, a literal brawl. Whether or not it was a brawl or it was just guys pushing and shoving, that remains to be seen. But how it's been described by virtually everyone, it was a brawl and CM Punk has sustained legitimate injuries. Which, bless his heart, Punk out here beating these kids up, bro. Um, And it's insane. Um, the only person who was not involved in the altercation was Adam Page. Um, because Adam Page, you know, 
saw what was coming after all that shit he was talking. Saw what was coming and was like, nope, don't want to be there. And he hit feet. So he's lucky. He's lucky. Bless his heart. Um, My thing is this. I understand people don't like CM Punk. I get it. I would be mad too if I sucked at wrestling and I had to rely on CM Punk to come back. I would be mad too. I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too if I'm Hangman Adam Page and my and even though everyone was clamoring for me to get a title reign, all of a sudden is the only title reign in the history of the company where everyone wishes doesn't existed. I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too. If I'm the Young Bucks, I'd be mad too that nobody literally gives a flying shit about what we do unless Kenny Omega's there. I would be mad too. I'd be tight. I'd be heated. If I'm Kenny Omega, I'd be mad too. I can't stay healthy. I'd be heated. I'd be mad as hell. I'd be tight. If I'm Michael Nakazawa, I'd be mad as hell that even though I used to be an in-ring competitor, nobody knows. So I'm just a goofball with a headset. I'd be mad as hell too. I'd be mad as hell if I'm Brandon Color and I got to wear that same stinky mask all day. I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too if we got to go rely on CM Punk, a guy who's been away for seven long years. Seven long years. And the company was so lit they had to go bring him back. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Punk has been doing the same stuff he's always done, and now people have a problem with it. And while they're solely blaming him, why is nobody bringing up what Kenny Omega did? How after they won the trails match, and he basically was taught, oh, yeah, you guys are going to see some shit tonight. That's If people want to talk about Punk being immature, what about that from Kenny Omega? What about Hangman Adam Page bringing up Cole Cabana? What, what about that stuff? I'm asking for a friend. Because if you're going to call punk immature and unprofessional, you need to have the same energy for Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Michael Nakazawa. I mean, he was, he, he's just there. I don't, I don't, I, he's just there, right? He's just there. Brandon Cutler, he needs that too. Because I promise you, he out there hyping him up behind the scenes, thinking, thinking everything's cute. Leave a man alone. Leave a man alone. If you want to say Punk deserves some of the blame, I have no problem with it. I'm okay with that. I'm a CM Punk fan, and I am disappointed with how he had had that medium scrub because it did come off as very unprofessional. And you can tell that's not what Tony Khan wanted because every time that he would say something, Tony Khan had this look on his face that, oh my god. So I, I'm just, I am disappointed in Punk. I am. He should have. He should have went to them. He should have. But if we're gonna put blame on Punk. We got to put blame on everybody, too. We can't just pretend that it's just CM Punk saying this stuff. We can't just pretend like, oh, yeah, here comes Punk just randomly saying stuff. And then the the funniest part about it, when Punk was a heel, they're going to what the, the, the face promos Triple H was, was cutting. And everyone is like, oh, yeah, he got him there. Look at that. See, he would call something. You brain-dead morons. That is what a babyface always says to a heel. That is a generic Cena promo. So don't give me this garbage like, oh, yeah, you know, Hunter called her a while ago. No. If you want to say, oh, yeah, John Moxley called it. You know who else John Moxley said that about? Eddie Kingston. 
when they had their feud, when John Moxley had the title the first time. You know who else he said that to? Jericho, when they were feuding. What are we going on about? Consistency is what y'all people need, bro. Y'all motherfuckers need consistency. Y'all need consistency. I understand people want to sit here and they want to be all like, oh my God, AAW did the right thing. This and No, they didn't, bro. No, they didn't. Think about it, man. Logic. Let's lose logic. Let's lose logic. A little bit of just a smidgen of logic. A smidgen. A smidgen of logic. For Punk to go buck wild like that. And everybody is poking this man. Everyone's poking this man. Not, not, not a fuck given. There's no, maybe we should cut him. Nothing. They are coming at him hardcore. And these brain dead AEW fans who aren't even AEW fans because they can't even list the roster. They're just desperate to be anti-WWE. Let's just, let's just keep it a stat. Right? Like, when Forbidden Door came and they said Ke- the Kazuchika Okada, half of them were like, who? That, that's, that's what happened. And then a third of them, after that half, right, 25% of them was like, Okada, is he a jobber? These are the people that are saying Punk is in the wrong, free Adam Page. So with the utmost disrespect, bro, Fuck Omega, fuck Matt, Nat, Matt Jackson, fuck Nick Jackson, fuck Hangman Adam Page, fuck Michael Nakazawa, or Naka Naka Nakazawa headass, fuck Brandon Cutler, Tony Khan, yeah. I would have said fuck you, but man, when you look, you wanted to beat up Hunter, I was like, all right, he got me back a little bit. Tony Khan got me back when it looked like he wanted to fight Triple H. And he would have done it too if 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 Tyler played game hit and Hunter came out. Oh, he would have fought him. He would have fought him right there and then. I don't even care if he would have lost. He he would have fought him. He would have fought him. Who else am I gonna say fuck to? Let's say fuck Adam Page again for being a pussy. Imagine talking all that shit and then the guy's there and then like you're too scared to be near him and you run away. We're gonna talk shit. Own it. Why is your middle finger so small? I don't know. Well, because I do, I do my middle fingers like this. If I go like this, it looks normal. But when I do it, when you when you kind of do it like this, you kind of have like your pointer finger kind of up a little bit. It makes it look small. I am very experienced in small world, you know, wink face. And by the way, to all the AEW fanboys who are gonna get mad and bitch and moan and cry, let me ask you a question: Was CM Punk? antagonized did he just i don't know where say this if you say yes it's one of two things either you're a fucking moron or moronic mark and you're just favoring the company to quote the great mjf you're a mark right or two you don't know what you're talking about it's one or the other one or the other and by the way let's just get this shit out the way this is a 90 percent chance that this is a fucking work Let's just get that shit out the way. There's a 90% chance this is a word. Isn't it ironic that CM Punk said this and this whole thing was being blurred again the same night MGF came back? Don't you find, don't you find that suspicious? Don't you find that suspicious? 
You, yeah, yeah. Just think MJF picked up the phone. Fucking Saturday was like, all right, sure, I'll come in. Logic, man. But nah, these fucking morons. If you ask them what a work is, that's what mommy and daddy do from nine to five. No, you fuck. Okay. No. I'm sorry I'm getting tight, but I, I'm really getting tight because I like AEW. I like it. I really do. But it's the fans that make me hate AEW with a passion. I love Jungle Boy. I'd be screaming, oh, 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 I'd be screaming at, what am my mother? I scream it. Swear to God. I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs. I even got my daughter doing it now. Swear to God, that's my boy right there. I be dapping him all the time. Fucking Death Triangle, Pac, and Penta, and Phoenix, Sato Miel. I love them. That's my, I roll deep with them. The women's division, I, at this point, I don't know if the women's division is shit or if they're being booked like shit. I don't know what it is, but they got to get it together with that women's division. They were, they, they were doing a good job in the beginning, and then they stopped. So, Tony Khan, get back on that. Get back on that. I like Keith Lee. Fuck, fuck Swerve Scott, though. Fuck Isaiah Swerve Strickland or whatever he wants. So fuck him with the passion. I love Eddie Kingston. I love the I love the uh, the combat club. I'm starting like I'm, I'm I'm like Daniel Garcia now. I'm starting to like him. I like Jericho. I like Hager. He's solid. Proud and powerful. I think Santana's the one that's like out for him. I hope they don't break up. But I like them. I rock. I, I rock. And um, uh, Luchasaurus. I, 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 I fucks with Luchasaurus. I like him. I like him. I really do. Christian Cage. I like them. The Dark Order. I like them outside of Adam Page. Fuck him. Right? 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 I'm going to start treating them like I treat the Giants, bro. Fuck them. But I like it. I like it. I really do. It's just the fans. Some of these fans are... It's, it's kind of funny. Because y'all want to talk about promos, right? Remember that fickle promo Daniel Bryan cut when he came back to SmackDown Live and he kicked AJ Styles in the nuts? And then he came back and it was like the new Daniel Bryan. He started saying fickle. Fickle, right? Remember that? He started tweaking like he was a madman. Like he was a madman just screaming, fickle, fickle, fickle. I don't even know. To this day, I don't even know what the point of that promo was. I call it the fickle promo. Swear to God. I don't even know what the fuck the point was. But when he was saying that, he accidentally met about where he's going. Because they know, damn, bro, this company's around the corner. I'm going to head over there. I'm going to be clean cut, bro. I'm going to look like I can take any. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look phenomenal. Damn, I got to deal with the fans. It's hilarious, bro. It's hilarious, bro. To the, to the fans of AEW, consistency. In all actuality, this is probably just another work. Let's just be honest, bro. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. And as soon as soon as it comes out, it was a work. Because tonight, Tony Khan is supposed to address the trios, the trios belt and the AEW championship belt. It's probably going to strip Punk, and they're probably going to make a, a main event to be like the winner wins it. Probably against Moxley and I don't know. Throw Jericho in there just because we're bored. 
Let's just throw Jericho in there, right? It'll be them, and then and then he'll be like, "Oh, but but I, I I gotta be careful for the young bucks." Fuck the young bucks, by the way. And he's probably gonna have an intro belt for them. I'm gonna say this right now: if that suspension is a week, I'm shitting my pants. Swear to God, if that suspension is a week, I don't want to hear nothing about. Oh, bro, this was a real shoot. I want to hear nothing, bro. Look how filthy they did MJF, bro. They made that man wait months. Meanwhile, the young bucks come back in a week. They take a vacation. FTR, I love him. That's my boys right there. I love FTR. Wardlow, I rock with him. That's my boy. You feel me? Jay Lethal, I like him. I I I, I rock deep with him. I really do. That's my boy. The best friends, you know, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor. Which, by the way, Chuck Taylor, I get it. He doesn't look like the athlete of the day, but goddamn, can he fucking work? Orange Cassidy. I love the I love the company. I love the product. You know, I'm not one of the people that says, "Oh yeah, you know, AEW's gonna lose or WWE's gonna lose." I'm not. I'm not like that. I think I think it's it's fine to look at them separate. You know, but to you AEW fans. I mean, I'm with all due disrespect. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. John Boy says they're, they're going to make the winner of Death Triangle best friends be the injured. Honestly, it's either. I, honestly, I wouldn't even do Death Triangle. I would have done best friends and the dark order because the dark order was in the was in the finals against the elite, and then the best friends was like, I I, I would try to and actually no wait hold on Adam Page would win it right, now nah, you with it fuck him I'm with you, fuck him, I'm with you let's put Death Triangle in there, I love Death Triangle I love Death Triangle bro. Imagine imagine Death Triangle like let this sink in bro Death Triangle right. It's Ray Phoenix and Penta. And then Pac is just in the background. Pac is just there. He's so manic. I love him. So manic. Ricky says, all right, damn it. We get it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let's say Kendrick Lamar. Fuck you. Now that I got that rant out of my life, another one. Call me DJ Khaled or Rants, bro. As you all know. Donovan Mitchell took his talent up to the freezing Arctic. He's now playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers after getting traded from the Utah Jazz. And now New York Knicks fans are triggered, upset, besmirched. They're disgruntled, whatever you want to call it. I've been saying from the jump, I don't, I never thought Donovan Mitchell to New York was a legitimate thing. I, I never thought, I, I don't, I never thought it. And the reason why I never thought it was simple. In order for you to have faith in this going going through, you have to have faith in the New York Knicks organization. When's the last time anyone, anyone had any faith in New York, bro? When is the last time anyone had any faith in anything? Anything. anything. The Knicks, boo-boo window butt. Brooklyn, Okay, all right, so we're not even going to start it with that. Okay, so Brooklyn, uh, uh, 
Yuki says, I'm surprised the Cleveland Cavaliers trade for Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, I thought, I did not think in the slightest that the Cleveland Cavaliers would be a legitimate option only because I did not know how the Jazz would feel. Because if they were to do that, it would have to be including Colin Sexton because they didn't want to bring back Colin Sexton. But at the same time, you don't want to lose that kid in free agency because Colin Sexton could hoop. He could hoop. So I, I felt like it all came down to what they want Colin Sexton. I thought the Jazz wouldn't. I thought they were more concerned with picks rather than talent. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I was. That's where my head was. And then when I saw it, they basically got rid of guys that they either didn't want or didn't play. So it was a perfect, it was a perfect thing for Cleveland. It was perfect. Because we're, we're, we're cleaning up a log jam. We now have a legitimate two guard because they want to not have Darius Garland be the one. They now have a legit. I think Cleveland, I'm with you, you can, I'm surprised. I didn't think. I know there were rumblings that sure they were a dark horse team, but I was like, all right, sure. I mean, I get that, but I didn't think it was a legitimate thing. I just thought it was a situation where they kind of, you know, was, they, they was just another name to throw out there to try to put pressure on other teams that would legitimately want Donovan Mitchell. That's what I thought. Then it actually goes down. And I'm like, interesting. I'm like, that's, that's very interesting. But, again, this is just another instance of the New York Knicks shooting themselves in the foot. Here's the question I have. Why are y'all surprised? The instant they give that rookie max extension to R.J. Barrett, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of other people out there, that killed the trade. In any way, that would not, it would kill the trade because, again, the Utah Jazz wasn't, didn't really want R.J. Barrett like that. But R.J. Barrett would have to be included in the deal. Now you're putting, now you're giving them a guy that they don't really like like that. And now you're making him get paid? Now, if the, if the Jazz were head over heels, R.J. Barrett, that's one thing. But they're not. They're not. So when you're not heading shoulders over a guy, and then the team that they want tries to pay him a max, so that way, oh, yeah, he's got, you know, he, he he's secured or whatever. They're going to be like, lol's a good one. We don't care about the players. We we more care about how a they could financially fit here because we're not paying a max guy for a score to five hundred. You're out of your mind, right? We're probably gonna miss a play in. Let's just call it what it is. So we're gonna be in the play in. So what's the point? Why why am I gonna sit here and 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 break the bank for a guy we don't like? If they like him, that's one thing. If they don't, they're not going to want to do anything for you. Uh, by the way, um, 
Yuki says, did the Jazz pay Barrett? Uh, no, nah, they paid Colin Sexton. Uh, a four-year, 70, uh, $72 million deal. Um, it's uh, $70 million fully guaranteed. Um, and from what I understand... Yep, so it's $16.5 million the first year. And then there is a... Um, an increase each, each season, and in his final year, eighteen point nine million. So, basically, the highest paid year he has that final year is still under twenty million. Solid contract, solid. And on top of that, they wanted Colin. They they, they didn't mind having Colin Sexton. Shout out to Colin Sexton, by the way. What a guy. But again, I mean, why why are we shocked that you know? For the millionth time in a row, the New York Knicks has just again failed miserably at what they were supposed to do. I'm just, I, I'm, I, it's a legitimate question I have. It's legitimate because at some point, and if I'm crazy, I'm crazy, but at some point, you ha- if you keep looking at people, if you're if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, that is the co- that's the definition of insanity. Definition of insanity, which again is, in my opinion, is absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious for me. It really is. At the end of the day, um, New York is a cesspool of an organization. And um, it's crazy. Um, by the way, uh, just just kind of throwing it out there. Um, so Alistair Black, or formerly known as Alistair Black, but now Malachi Black from AEW, um. He is either being released or going on a long sabbatical. He's been dealing with injuries and has been con- kind of dealing with his own mental health. So he is either A, it's going to be released so that way he can kind of focus on himself, or he's going to be just going on a long-term sabbatical. Um. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Um thoughts on college football. I will actually that that we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yuki says uh Nixon's are uh, successful at failing. That's about it. And it and honestly, you can't even say that because the best time they should have failed was to get Zion, they couldn't get him. Don't you love to see it? Yeah, absolutely love to see it. But week one, it is tomorrow. The NFL is back in our lives. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's uh, it's been a long off season. I feel like I feel like we haven't seen football in years. But today, or I'm sorry, tomorrow, it'll be the first regular season game. The Buffalo Bills travel to LA to play the Rams. I love it. 
I think this is a great way to start week one. Two very high-powered offenses and defenses. It's two teams that everyone has very high expectations for. I think it's a great way to start the year. Um, that being said, I'm giving this one to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think it, it's going to be a close game. Um, but my number one concern truly comes down to the quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford has been dealing with his uh, a elbow injury for most of the of the preseason. Um, they're saying that he is okay. However, he is still not as as high as they would want him to be. I think that's kind of what's going to hinder them. On top of that, Van Jefferson is going to be out, which I don't care what anyone says. That's going to hurt them because Van Jefferson is a stud. I like that kid a lot. So, all that said, first week or first win of the regular season, I'll give it to Buffalo 28 to 24. Final topic of the day the Dummy of the Day Award. When I do this Dummy of the Day Award, I. I, I understand I know I'm going to come across as mean and rude and and, and, a, and somewhat of a mean guy. And I'm okay with that, which is the point. So for me, I, I, I think there's only one. I would say there's one. But in my opinion, I'm, I'm going to be nice. And I'm actually going to put in a collective group. If 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 y'all don't mind, today's dummy of the day. It's gonna go to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 every single week goes out there and proves we are mediocre at best, and the people who continuously defend the Pac-12 and try to pretend that they are a quote legitimate team, it's insane. I will explain why with two teams, two of them. First and foremost, Utah at the time last week was ranked seventh. They lost. They lost to Florida. Who Florida's a solid team, sure. But this was supposed to be the year that Utah could make the college football playoffs. This was supposedly the year. That's why everyone, that's why everyone and their moms told me. Come out and they play eh at best. Extremely inconsistent. For every touchdown they gave you, they gave me three, two, they gave me like four, three and outs. It's insane. It's insane. End up losing to Florida. But you know what? Who cares? Right? But think about it. Who cares? For all we know, this could be just be a situation where unfortunately things happen. It is what it is. Oregon goes, I'll do you one better. 49 to 3. I, I, I just want to let that I want to let that sink in. Because I don't want you guys thinking that I, I'm misspeaking. They lost to Georgia 49 to 3. They got beat so bad they lost their rank. 
That's how bad they got beat. Forty nine to three. Bo Nix looks like an absolute atrocity, and he looks like a joke, which makes Oregon even dumber for letting him transfer. When everyone already said, "Hey, yo, this Bo Nix kid, careful with him. Don't touch him." Oregon, Oregon was like, "Come on, we'll take you." Imagine that. So the Pac-12 just goes on to not only show the world that they are a very eh division at absolute best. Again, I'm saying at absolute best. But just goes to show the world that mediocrity will always have a place in people's hearts. Follow us on Twitter. At Prideful Takes. If there's any news you guys want us to talk about, please feel free to tag your boy in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. And not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Go to www.fatcode.com. Get Use discount code Prideful Takes. Get 15% off all your organic skincare needs. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The Prideful Takes podcast your boys on tiktok pr underscore pride 22 for all the stuff that i cannot get on the show i'll put it there ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you guys spending some time with me it is has been your boy pride i'll be back here on friday to talk more shit about your favorite team until then y'all know what to do be safe I knew where that was going that was a great read Ooh, lillard from the logo battle Quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.